All right, everybody. Welcome to the Blood Grana Show. My name is Josh. Hope everyone had a good week, despite the fact that there was a brutal El Clasico loss. Let's just get into it. Real Madrid 4, Barcelona 0. This was the second leg of the Copa del Rey. A match that Barcelona had a 1-0 aggregate lead. A match that both teams were coming in off of impressive uh, weekend performances in the league. Real Madrid scored six, I think, in theirs, and Barca scored four. So despite the fact that Barcelona were greatly hindered with injuries, it still felt like they had kind of proven that they could score, uh, at least over the weekend. And... I'm just left perplexed, like probably many of you, about some of the decisions. I think one of the most obvious ones, Marcus Alonso getting torched at center back. The fact that Eric Garcia put in a great performance over the weekend as a midfielder. Is he worse than Marcus Alonso at center back? I That one confounds me. And... Another thing that confounds me <laughs> is Gavi playing on the left when you need him in the central midfield or just somewhere in the midfield against Real Madrid and not having Ansu Fati start on the left-hand side. I I get it. They really want Fati to leave. But my goodness, of all the matches, Rafinha was terrible. Ferran Torres, when he came on, was just like, eh. I... The lineup decisions from Xavi were were terrible. And uh, Nick wrote a really good piece at BarcelonaBlogranas.com kind of talking about the Xavi results in cup fixtures and knockout competitions. Uh, and even before Xavi, right? Like Barcelona have had their successes in the Copa del Rey this century. But in knockout competitions in the last, you know, five years, Barcelona have just lacked the the grit. I'm, I'm going to use a lot of American uh, sports talking, you know, talking head uh, words. The grit, the guile, the guts that Real Madrid have. And granted, I guess, I suppose, you know, no one has the guile that Real Madrid have in cup competitions as much as it pains me to say it. They continue to do it. We're probably going to continue to see them in the Champions League this season, going up against a Chelsea team that has no identity. And it's just, it's frustrating. When they're in knockout competitions, you just don't trust that they're going to have the backbone to fight through deficits. And that stinks. I know injuries is a, it's a valid reason for losing a cup tied at Real Madrid over two legs. It is not a valid reason for losing 4-0 at home and looking like you've given up. That was, it was embarrassing. It really was. And yeah, we can hold it over their head like we're probably going to win the league and have more wins in the Classico this year than they will. But that hurt. That was a shot to the bow. That was a shot at the, the everything of Barcelona lately. And it just stunk. It really stunk. 
that's kind of like all the analysis I have for it is it hurt. And with each Benzema goal, it hurt even more. The the penalty was terrible. I mean, just so clumsy. Some of the midfield play was atrocious. Alonso was awful. Robert Lewandowski, I I don't know. A lot of thoughts. This team without Dembele and Pedri and Frankie. Oh my goodness. I the fact that they did what they did over the weekend, shocking to me. But again, it was against the worst team in the league. So, you know. We'll have to see how that trends forward. Just a terrible loss. It really sucked. <laughs> and it's not looking forward to this podcast because like this is the main talking point this week, and it's terrible. And that was like the last, you know, not the last big match because clinching the league, continuing to, you know, push that forward is huge. Like winning the league this year is going to be awesome. But man, that was a crappy way to end the last Naga competition for Barcelona this year. If they had lost, you know, 3 1, 2 0, even. Or nil. Let's talk about Barcelona news instead, shall we? Barcelona are considering asking the entire squad to take a pay cut. That is the report. Uh, Relevo are reporting that Barcelona are considering, considering asking the entire squad for a salary reduction. I... Listen, it's pretty incredible how or like the fact that these reports get out. I, I don't know if they're trying to get a feel. If it's one of those things where it's like a strategic leak, this is this has to be one if that's what this is, this has to be one of the most idiotic strategic leaks I've ever seen. Nobody after you know the first couple salary reductions a couple years ago, that was cool, right? Everyone was kind of pitching in during COVID. These players have to be sick of it. I mean, they're playing for one of the most famous clubs in the world. Who can't seem to get their crap together financially. Who agreed to the contracts that they're on and continually ask them to take reductions. And they're going to ask the whole squad? I don't know. It's crazy to me. I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna do like the American tax system, do it off of tiers, you know. The guys making over twenty million have a twenty percent wage cut, the guys making ten to fifteen or ten to twenty, you know, fifteen percent, the guys under ten mil, five percent pay cut, like this just it's it's insane. I I don't know how they keep getting away with it. Maybe it'll work out, maybe they won't. I guarantee you the players aren't gonna be too supportive of this. They've already a lot, not a lot of them. A few of the higher earning ones have already been asked to take a pay cut. But if I'm like freaking, I don't know, player X who makes eight million a year, and I'm looking at Sergio Busquets who makes thirty something, am I going to agree to take a pay cut? No freaking way. Just say pay me. What's the? Uh, it might be Goodfellas. There's a Robert De Niro line where he's, uh, you know, "F you pay me, f you pay me" over and over again, and that's just what I think about when I think about this. I'm going to have to look this up. I don't swear on this podcast. Let me see. F-U-P- yeah, it's good, fellas. F you pay me. Yep. That is a uh, that is a line from the great Robert De Niro in that movie. Uh, La Liga, speaking of money, La Liga are reportedly considering relaxing 
the, the word relax can mean a lot of things here. Relaxing the salary limits for the summer transfer window. Uh, the league is looking to help some teams be more competitive in the market. You know, uh, it's not just Barcelona because if this was just Barcelona, we, you know, we know how Tebes rocks. This, this wouldn't be a thing. But, you know, Betis, Villarreal, Sevilla, Atletico Madrid have all kind of, you know, made some issues or had some issues financially. Uh, these relaxations aren't going to fix Barcelona's giant problem, giant financial problem as a whole. It might help a little bit. How much? I'm not sure. Again, early reporting. It's a little, you know, I wrote this in the, the write-up for the piece at barcelonablogranos.com. Uh, it kind of makes sense. Here's the thing. If I'm Tibas, even if I hate Barcelona, right? Wouldn't I want Lionel Messi back in my league? My league that is, you know, solid league. I cover it. But in terms of stars, it's it's right there with Syria in terms of, and I guess Ligun, although Ligun, you know, PSG have the three, who would be the three biggest stars in the Liga if they were here. Would, would you not want Messi to return? Would you not want to, you know, maybe cut some slack to some of these salary restrictions and I get they have a business to run. So maybe, you know, there's no quid pro quo here, but if you could like do a little bit to help them get messy back in your league, you sold a massive TV deal to ESPN a couple years ago and then messy immediately left. I don't know. seems like good business. Barcelona have two reported dream targets this summer. They know Messi, and Bernardo Silva. The Bernardo Silva one continues to not make any sense to me in terms of how they, how in the world they think they would get this done. Maybe they'll sell Ferran Torres for 80 million. Kidding. I like th how they think they're going to convince Manchester city for any sort of reasonable transfer fee based off of who Bernardo Silva is as a player in terms of one of the best midfielders in the world. That's not going to happen. He can want to come to Barcelona all he wants. I would be shocked. I guess the Lewandowski thing happens. Yeah. They paid a lot of money for Ferran Torres. Sure. I, those are different to me. Bernardo Silva is not as old. I don't think. I have to look this up. How old is Bernardo? I'm going to say he's 33. He's only 28. Yeah. He's not coming to Barcelona. Still on a contract. There's literally no way. Sorry. The other player, Mr. Messi, we've talked about him. There's there's not really any new, you know, news. He's being whistled at PSG games, which he is apparently not a fan of. <laughs> Who would have guessed? The The problem is he doesn't want to go back to PSG, right? Why would he? They treat him like garbage. He doesn't care about him. Like there's no there's not really a relationship there. Barcelona haven't really been able to make an official offer that we've, you know, that there have been any reports about. And believe you me, as soon as there's any paper that gets passed, there's going to be a report about it. That's going to get leaked immediately. And meanwhile, you have freaking Saudi Arabia offering him 400 mil a year. And that's, that's kind of his only other offer on the table besides the MLS deal that we don't know many details about, except there was a report that all of the MLS clubs would group together to circumvent the salary structure limit in MLS. All of it's ludicrous. 
if Messi ends up in Saudi Arabia, I'm going to be so pissed off <laughs> that I had to watch him play for this crappy Paris Saint-Germain team for the last two seasons. And then he just gets shipped off to Saudi Arabia where I will not watch a single match except maybe when he plays Ronaldo. And even then, that's a tough beat. That is a tough, that is a tough watch. But that would suck if him and Ronaldo ended up in Saudi Arabia. That would be pretty terrible. What a way to end your careers. There was a report from, let me see if I can find where this report was from. But it involves my favorite summer transfer <laughs> that I want to happen. And that is uh, Joao Cancelo. So Barcelona are, of course, they're reportedly interested. Now, granted, like I think it was a week ago, they were reportedly saying no. And now they're back in, so who knows. But Joao Cancelo in Manchester City, that relationship soured, right? He went to Bayern Munich. For some reason, he doesn't fit into their system. I, I don't know what they thought they were getting besides a great right back. Apparently, they they don't want him playing there. I I don't really understand. Uh, they changed managers to Tuchel, and he still doesn't play him. They're not going to pay the $70 million buyout clause. So Barcelona are apparently interested in getting a loan deal done. Why wouldn't they? Of course they would. So the problem is City are going to want some sort of obligation to buy. They're not going to want to keep pushing this Jao Cancelo thing down the road. So either he returns to the City or I feel like he comes on a, a loan to buy a Barcelona where after the year where they're, you know, let's say the loan to buy is like for 50 mil, which would be a little low maybe, but maybe, maybe City are just like, we'll take what we can get from these guys. And then after 12 months, Barcelona realize, we can't pay this. And then all of a sudden they're asking everybody to take salary reductions again 12 months from now to pay the Manchester City fee for, for Jao Cancelo. I don't care. Kick that can down the road. I want Jao Cancelo for Barcelona next year. Cancelo and Balde at fullback? That would be awesome. In terms of Barcelona news, that's kind of the, kind of the main stuff. Let's talk about the broader footballing world before we get out of here for the weekend. Chelsea hired back Frank Lampard as a caretaker till the end of the season. I don't know if that means they got word from, you know, Luis Enrique and Nagelsmann that they didn't want to take a midseason job. And so Barcelona were kind of left in a position where, or excuse me, Chelsea were left in a position where they weren't going to get any of the guys they wanted midseason. So let's bring back Frankie. Like he needs a chance. Nobody thinks he's a good manager because he's probably not. And then hopefully he doesn't he isn't so bad we end up in a relegation battle. And then in the summer we can bring in Nagelsmann or Luis Enrique. Why they would want Enrique over Nagelsmann, I don't know. As much as I love Enrique here, uh I was not <laughs> impressed by his run with Spain. Granted, managing the Spanish national team is very different than a club team. In his last club team, he was great. So perhaps perhaps I'm being too bullish on Julian Nagelsmann. I'm not sure. Either way, it's hilarious that Frank Lampard's back at Chelsea. Speaking of Julian Nagelsmann, his former club, Bayern Munich, were immediately bounced out of the Pokal after their, like, I guess it was an impressive win over Dortmund. Dortmund just, like, fell asleep at the wheel, and then Dortmund lost again to Leipzig. Just so, just so Dortmundy and so frustrating. I wanted a Bundesliga title race, and it doesn't look like I'm going to get one. 
but yeah, Byron got bounced out of the Pokal in very unimpressive fashion. So it was funny. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't a great match, but it was just funny that they did. Uh, in PSG, Kylian Mbappe got mad that he was the main person featured. I think it was in a PSG like sales sales video for season tickets. Uh, and I guess he was mad at how much he was featured in the video, which is... And I just got the notification that Salernitana tied Inter in a 1-1 draw. When did they score? They scored in the 90th minute. Dude, this Inter team, I swear. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, Mbappe. The fact that he is as paid as much as he is and would get mad that He's featured heavily in a sales video. It's just hilarious. I don't know. I just find it funny. And then apparently the PSG president came into the dressing room. I don't know if he apologized, talked to the players, whatever. Excuse me. I don't know how that apology goes. Hey, guys, sorry we used our most marketable asset in a sales video to sell things. I hope, uh, Donnarumma, I hope you weren't hurt, that you weren't in it as much as Mbappe. Messi, <laughs> you know, we didn't want to have the, the whistles come through as people were watching our video. But just PSG, what an absolute disaster. I hope Mbappe leaves. Actually, no, I don't, because then he's coming to Real Madrid. Dude, that Madrid team, I... Uh, big matches to watch this weekend. If you're a golf fan, the Masters is on, which is just great. Uh... If you're not a golf fan, it's fun to watch just for like 10 minutes to get a vibe. It's a very interesting vibe. But for football, the Premier League title race, Arsenal play Liverpool on Sunday. City play the day before against Southampton. Liverpool, very confusing team, got destroyed by, um, what was that, City they played? Yeah, it was City. Got destroyed by City without Erling Holland. Now they go up against Arsenal. Arsenal with a really good chance. This is one of their hardest matches left on the calendar to continue to put uh, pressure on City. And then next week we have the Champions League. Barcelona get to rest till Monday because they're out of the Champions League, which is great for them. Madrid are back in action on Saturday due to the Champions League. So again, the league, again, the, it is just absolutely gifted to Barcelona. They're out of every other competition. They have They have more time to rest. And Madrid have less time to rest in between matches, which for an old squad, that that you know, vies good for Barcelona. Except when they play them in in a cup tie, that doesn't matter. But we'll talk more about the Champions League on Monday. I'll probably end up recording the pod before Barcelona play that afternoon or that evening. Uh, I think it's against Girona, from what I from what I recall looking at the schedule. Let me just look that up real quick. Yes, it is a home fixture against Girona. So another, you know, second uh, bottom half of the table team that uh, has a zero goal differential. They are perfectly even. 52 scored, 52 given up. So that should be fun. Again, they have a 12, Barcelona have a freaking 12 point gap at the top of the league. You would really hope that they're able to, uh, to further that against Girona. Real Madrid play Villarreal which is a little bit harder Villarreal are in sixth so great weekend of football 
it's going to be a lot of fun next week with the Champions League, even though Barcelona aren't in it. And it'll be fun to watch them in it next year, I guess. So anyways, hope everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Subscribe to the pod if you want. Give it a rating if you want. That would be great. And I will chat with you next week. Thanks. Thanks.